Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. world and thank you for tuning in we're continuing in our series called the supernatural and yesterday i was talking about a photograph that i have with this series it's a picture of five loaves and two fish listen to this in john chapter 6 verses 32 through 33 then jesus said to them most assuredly i say to you moses did not give you the bread from heaven but my father gives you the true bread from heaven For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. You see, back then, the people really liked eating for free. But Jesus was calling himself the bread of life. That's why I picked this picture of the five loaves and two fish. What's so supernatural about it? Well, it's a natural picture that fed over 5,000 people. Imagine that. So there's something supernatural in this picture. There's no other way to explain it. There's no other way to make this miracle happen. You have to be able to look at the five loaves and two fish and believe that it can feed 5,000 people. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And Hebrews 11.1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when I look at this picture, I see five loaves and two fish. But by faith and by the understanding of the supernatural, I know that it fed over 5,000 people. You see, if we do not believe in the supernatural, we cannot believe in God because God is supernatural. And yesterday we discussed that super means above, beyond, over, greater, superior, of the highest degree, exceeding the norms and limits of. And then the word natural means existing or formed by nature as opposed to being artificial of or pertaining to the nature of the universe. And when we put the two words together, we get supernatural, which means of or pertaining to or being above or beyond what is natural. It's unexplainable by natural law or phenomena. And the concise Oxford English Dictionary says it this way, supernatural means a manifestation or event attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. And Jesus was saying he is the bread of life. The problem was they didn't want him. They wanted a free lunch. You think it's that way today? People are looking for a free handout. Where can we find something for free? Where can our needs be met without any accountability? That's why they said in John six thirty through 31 in the Living Bible, They replied, you must show us more miracles if you want us to believe you're the Messiah. Give us free bread every day like our fathers had while they journeyed through the wilderness. As the scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven. 
But Jesus said, no, Moses did not give you bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. So how can I explain this in the natural? I can't. We can argue scripture all day long, but no one can take away my reality with the power of God. I live, eat, and breathe for Christ. I've taken years to educate myself into and not out of the supernatural power of God. As a matter of fact, this series is my next road trip, so to speak, in my endeavor to learn more about the supernatural power of God. You see, I see differently. I see what I can't see because what I can't see has changed my life. It has actually changed everything I see. It happened to Paul. He was Mr. Educated. Well, until he was blinded by a light, thrown off his horse, and heard a voice from heaven, suddenly everything he had ever learned had to adjust to a new source, not a natural source, a supernatural source. And that's the day he said in Acts 9-5, Who are you, Lord? Because Paul found the true source. And guess what? He never went back. Let me read John chapter 6, verses 32 through 33 again. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. You see, Paul found it. And as we stated, the first thing Paul said after he was blinded by the light, thrown off his horse, and heard a voice from heaven was, Who are you, Lord? After Jesus answered his question, Paul's next question was also profound. Acts 9, 6. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Well, in an instant, Paul was able to change his source of truth. He did not attempt to justify this supernatural experience with natural reasoning. In a split second, he changed from persecuting, jailing, and killing Christians to becoming one. This is surprising to me because Paul was considered a Pharisee of Pharisees. It says in Philippians chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. And then in Acts 23, 6, it says, But when Paul perceived that one part was Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. Well, a Pharisee of Pharisees is not a term actually stated in the Bible, but it's a term many use to express Paul's ancestry and his accomplished education in the laws of Judaism. Acts 22.3, Paul says, I am indeed a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, and brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law, and was zealous toward God as you all are today. The Apostle Paul was a very educated man. He was brought up at the feet of Gamaliel, a well-respected teacher of the law and an accomplished member of the Sanhedrin. Paul describes himself as a Hebrew of the Hebrews, blameless under the law of Moses, and advanced in Judaism beyond many of his contemporaries. Galatians 1.14, he says, And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Well, what happened? Why and how was Paul able to make the switch from Judaism to Christianity so quickly? 
Well, the answer is he came in direct contact with the supernatural power of God. But think of it. So were the 5,000 who were fed with five fish and two loaves. Why Paul and not the crowd? Why was Paul so open to receive a miracle from God and many others in the Bible were not? Here's what I believe. Although Paul was severely headed in the wrong direction, deep within his heart, he believed in a supernatural God, and he wanted God more than he wanted a loaf of bread. I believe his motives and purpose for ministry were honest. His heart truly wanted God no matter what it took. I also believe his teacher taught him well. Let's take a look at Paul's mentor in Acts chapter 5, verses 34 through 39. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people, and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Thutis rose up, claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him. And he was slain, and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. The Baker Encyclopedia of the Bible says Gamaliel was a member of the Sanhedrin, the High Council of Jews in Jerusalem, and served as president of the Sanhedrin during the reigns of the Roman emperors Tiberius, Caligula, and Claudius. Unlike other Jewish teachers, he had no antipathy toward Greek learning. The learning of Gamaliel was so eminent and his influence so great that he is one of only seven Jewish scholars who have been honored by the title Rabban. He was called the beauty of the law. The Talmud even says that since Rabban Gamaliel died, the glory of the law has ceased. Paul was taught by a man who was open to correction. Gamaliel's speech left an open door of possibility that the supernatural actions of Christ and his disciples were of God. If Gamaliel was considering this, do you think Paul was too? Well, Paul found it. He found the truth of Christ and the supernatural power of God. Why? Because he was open to it. Listen to his discourse in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 31. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, to the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. 
But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Yes, Paul found it, the supernatural. He found that which is spirit. Jesus explained it well in his discourse with Nicodemus, John 3, 6 through 8. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So, do we want the loaf of bread, or do we want Jesus? Do we want just the natural, or do we want the supernatural? And that's what we're talking about. But our time is up, so tune in tomorrow, same time, same place. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.